Hey, welcome back to Software Social. This episode is brought to you by Translate CI. Translate CI is a tool for developers that helps you localize applications with high quality human translations. It supports over 70 language pairs. Translate CI eliminates the need to work out of spreadsheets, hire translators, and manually merge language files. Instead, with Translate CI, you can just use Git. Just connect your Git repo and Translate CI will pull out phrases, and after a professional translator translates everything, they will merge into your existing code base with a pull request. And every time you push code to your Git repository, Translate CI will pull any new phrases out, translate them, and create a PR back. See how you can turn translation from a hassle into a breeze at translateci.com. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. January feels like a slog, and it's only January 13th. So I am definitely, I don't know what it is. I think usually- everyone's exhausted. Everyone's exhausted, right? Yeah. This is normal, I hope. I don't, like, so, you know, so you sent out your- January investor update, even though you don't have investors, but it's like, that's like the form of writing. Um, yeah. You're talking about how you were exhausted. Yeah. Uh, another company whose investor updates I get, they're talking about being exhausted. I was talking to another founder this morning. They're talking about being exhausted. Like, everybody is exhausted. Like, I feel like that normal, like, it's a new year. Yes. Like, energy like that like there is none of that energy and everyone is just exhausted honestly i'm kind of glad it's not just me because i was like is there something wrong with me like i'm not usually exhausted that's not my mo but man this month like just trying to just everything with the kids and school and it's like every day it's like oh are the schools gonna be open oh are we all gonna get covid today like it it just feels like a you know like an anvil or something like just waiting Ugh. Yeah, anyway, I feel like we are heavy. Matias and I were like talking about this the, the other day, and like we're like we feel this like stress to get a lot done because it's like it feels like a matter of time until our family gets hit, like with, and then we're gonna lose what like week two, or maybe have like permanent long term exhaustion like from it. Like you know, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just sort of feel like like sitting ducks you know it it does someone <sighs> said something to me and they were like and they made a really good point they were like in 2021 things were bad but we were optimistic and so it's 2022 and I don't think anyone's no, I don't know just, just exhausted <laughs> just exhausted like I'm just I've been thinking about it since I sent that so I was not even gonna send one because I was like you know what I don't even care. I don't want to do that. And then I was like, you know what? I actually got some stuff done in December. And the the value, I think, for these investor updates, and just side note for anyone listening, even with a new business, would highly recommend finding one or two trusted friends and sending them monthly updates because it's so cool to be able to go back when you think you're making no progress. I have this podcast. I can go listen to it from a year ago. But being able to track that progress is really cool, which is why I started doing them. But this month, I wasn't even going to do it. I was like, eh, I don't feel like it. And I was like, well, you know, I'll look back on this in six months and I'll be like, what was what was January like? What was December like? 
So I'm glad I did. But as you know, the tone of that was very much like, hey, man, I'm tired. Like, I'm just, I'm just tired. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of that. I mean, you're pretty, like, peppy, positive person. And so hearing you say that you're exhausted, I feel like it's really a sign that, like, we yeah, we've I, all I just kind of. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I feel this. And like thing. Matias like, I, is pretty upbeat and positive too, and he's like, oh, "I'm so stressed out." Like, so and, you know, and it's this this stress yeah. that you can't dissipate in any of the healthy ways. One of my life goals is not to be the working mom who's always exhausted. I try to optimize my life so I am not exhausted. But man, just the past couple of weeks, every night my husband and I have just been like, "Oh my gosh, we're so tired, we can't function." Yeah. I mean, I've been like trying to do Sudoku at night rather than scrolling Twitter or whatever. And like, like I've actually been really good about that. Like, it's one of the habits I've been cultivating from um, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is that like my phone lives in the office. And so at come 6 37 o'clock during when I'm home, my phone is like put in the office. It's not laying around the house. But then from like seven o'clock onward, it just stays in the office. And like the last couple of nights, like I can't like I've been making like stupid errors on like a easiest level Sudoku. Like and I was just like, man, like where where is my brain? Like like where is my mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, like my burnout is kind of better. I feel like we should probably I should Good. probably just throw that pin out there. By the yeah. way, yeah. Okay, let's talk about um, it. Tell me. And then we can come back to your investor update because yeah, I can um, talk I really more about it. Talk about that. Um, but I like over the holidays, like I actually took a break, like, and I treated it like I was on, you know, PTO from a regular job, like, and just relaxed and like, didn't try to do things, didn't try to squeeze work in like, cause I have this bad habit of like, if an email comes in and it'll take me like, 5, 10, 20 minutes to deal with it. Then I'll just do it then because I don't want it hanging over my head. And But then that leads to this feeling where, like, I'm always kind of working. And so, like, even on pretty much on every vacation for the past, you know, I mean, Geocodio turns eight this month. So, like, for the past, like, eight, but more than that because we had other side projects before that, like, like, I just always had some sort of work to do on vacations or viewed vacations as a time to get extra work done because I wasn't doing day job work. Yeah. Um, and so this time I was like, you know what? I really need to just like take a break. And so yeah. we did a lot of crafts. We played video games. We did a little bit of organizing the house, but not too much. Like didn't force myself to be productive. Like read a couple books, like just like baking, like just really – relaxed for the first time in eight years I don't know nine yeah nine, nine years? years yeah wow <laughs> wow yeah okay now saying that is yeah I have a and and also doing some reading about you know uh why I both feel so drawn to stress but also am very impacted by it I'm reading this book called scattered minds by um Gabor Mate, which is a book about the origins and healing of ADHD and like talking about how like feeling stressed out feels like a normal 
like the normal state of things for a lot of people with ADHD, but we're actually more sensitive than people who are, who, or, you know, who, who are, are the neurotypical people, I guess. And so the stress impacts us more, but we keep seeking stress because it feels normal to it. But then we just like, just drive ourselves into these holes. Um, so yeah, so like I actually relaxed. I've been doing more, you know, healing work, healing reading, but not too much. I also read some novels like, you know, um, but I'm feeling a lot better about all the burnout stuff, but I think I really need to keep being conscious about, um, trying to, re- I like working at relaxing, I guess. <laughs> if that, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, those kind of things like not, not looking at my phone at night and like, you know, last night it was, there's like this contract I've been working on since June um and like something came in for it and like at like nine o'clock last night and it was like oh like I just do this for like 15 minutes then we're like at signature stage like it's so close but I was like you know what like I can reply to them in the morning they're probably still gonna reply to it tomorrow anyway because like that like like I don't have to do this right now like I can sit and watch Parks and Rec or do Sudoku or whatever um, like I can relax, like giving myself permission to relax. Um, I'm not all the way there yet, but it's, but it's really like, it's, it's, it's a lot better than it was in November. And it really, I mean, to what we were just talking about, like, it really helped me to know that a lot of people go through this too. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that, you know, Brene Brown talks about like, you know, the only feeling, is it, is it the only feeling worse than shame is feeling alone? And when you're going through something tough, like whether that's burnout or COVID burnout, exhaustion, like stress, whatever this is, like it really helps knowing you're not alone. So how long was your vacation? That was actually a vacation. It was a week in the house. Yeah, we were supposed to be in the U.S. and then we had to cancel it because COVID. So sad. But, um, you know, I think it ended up being good. And um, also looking forward to seeing you in yes. California at the end of March. <laughs> yes. It's like eight weeks like, or something. It's coming up. Come, no, no, it needs to be further away to give COVID time to calm down. Ten weeks. I know, right? You better be here. We'll come on, America. You can do it. Can do um, <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, for like, you know, your update, it was like, it was really honest. And it was really... Um, you know, you were saying you're exhausted, but like, I think despite that, like, you got a lot done. And yeah, I think you I have did. a lot to be proud of. <laughs> like, I think so. Like, yeah, go ahead. Well, you should say, like, you have this list at the top that's like December goals and how I executed on them. Overhaul the documentation to be more readable. Image resizing. You have been talking about image resizing, like, for Forever? a really <laughs> long time. Content rollout, like, and talking about how having Corey Haynes on like really helped you with that and getting that going. And okay, there's two things you didn't do, but like, dude, you got something done that you have been talking about doing. Like the documentation, you've been talking about doing that forever. A the imagery sizing, you've been talking about doing that forever. The content, you've been talking about doing that forever. Like, like you got a lot done. I did. So, yeah. So to our listeners, 
as I mentioned, I started doing these investor updates, even though I don't, I don't have investors. So it's just a small group of very trusted friends um, who also have sasses from all levels of success. And yeah, I got a lot done in December, which is why when I was like, I am too, literally, Michelle, I was like, it's January 12th. I sent that yesterday, right? I was like, I am too tired. I didn't do anything. Like I'm new, I have no January goals, really. I mean, they're teeny tiny. So I was like, I'm not going to send it. And then I was like, wait a second. I did a lot in December. <laughs> so I actually did do a lot. The documentation thing is huge. And the image resizing. Those, I, I have been feeling that those are like really critical pieces to this piece of software. So I actually feel really good about that. And can I tell you this? Have I told the story about how I found this guy to write my article on the podcast yet? No. Oh, I got to tell you the story. So this was inspired by Corey Haynes, who came on Software Social. And if you heard that episode, one of the things Corey talked about is this idea of co-marketing. So he has this theory that if you're marketing to developers, like you kind of want to find influencers in the developer sphere and and co-market with those people. So it's kind of like a partnership. Like if you like my thing, you promote my thing. I promote your thing. He said this is like a totally normal thing um, to do in the marketing world. And this had never occurred to me. So what ended up happening is I cold emailed two people and I did not hear back. Um, one had a YouTube, ch- whoa, <laughs> that was Michelle's water glass. It's fine. She's just getting a little aggressive. We'll edit that out. <laughs> so I cold emailed two people that had Rails like YouTube channels and I did not hear back. And then I found this article that I really liked and it was tangential to content I am trying to produce. And the guy doesn't have an email address. So I'm like internet, internet stalking this guy. Right. Um, I'm like, I find his GitHub profile, no email address. He's like, Oh, if you want to reach me, you can get on telegram. I don't have telegram. I didn't even know what telegram was. So I like install telegram. I can't use it on my computer because apparently I just can't figure it out. So I have to like install telegram on my phone. And then I reach out to this and this guy's like in another country, I think, I don't know. Uh, so I reached out to this guy on Telegram and like, I did not expect to hear back. And he responded and he wrote me this amazing article about using Node and um, direct uploads with S3. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like, it was just such a neat, like that whole chain of events, like Corey inspiring me, me not hearing back from people, then me like randomly finding this guy who wrote me this super high quality article. I don't know. It was just cool, I guess. You really like worked that. for that. I did. I feel like I, especially the telegram thing, because you have you didn't have to t- take a picture. I'm like, oh, now I have to take a picture off selfie with my phone and put it on telegram. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Anyway, so where I'm going with this long story is I have many times spoken about my challenge with content on here. And I think I have I have said that I have hired someone. I have tried people per hour. I've p- paid at least three people on people per hour, and I have never been happy. And so my new strategy is going to be find, go to Medium or Dev2 or wherever people are blogging and find an article that is tangential to the topic I am looking for and directly contact the person who wrote the article and ask them to write an article for me. That's my new plan. Awesome. I know. I'm kind of excited. I, I mean, it works so well this time. It won't always work well. But the two people who have written for me both of those people, um, the first person who wrote for me, his name was Drew, and I found him through a social software developer group I'm part of. And he had previously written on Dev2, so I could like read his stuff. And I was like, this guy's legit. I want him to write something for me. 
So that's my new plan. Instead of trying to use Fiverr, people per hour, Upwork. So I actually hired some people to write some content this week too. So maybe this will become a little sub-theme for us of us – like managing content managing content right like workplace so like we had this idea for a long time to hire existing users to write tutorials about the stuff they're already doing with geocodio so like you know if they're integrating it into like metabase or airtable or you know whatever um like writing a step-by-step tutorial about that which has been a um a pretty good seo strategy for us it's just step-by-step tutorials in general Um, but we just like don't have time to write them about all the different tools. And so we send out an email in December, um, saying like, Hey, does anyone want to write articles about stuff? And, you know, we'll pay you and let us know what you would want to write about. So, um, I'm actually like signing agreements with like a handful of people kind of as a test and sort of like, you know, I've said, I'll hire them for like one article and we'll see how it goes. I think it's really important to us that what you said, um, like that there's quality work and people like get our product and what we do and yeah. so that's kind of our I th- like my theory with this is that if we hire existing users then they're th- like that's already a certain level of screening like they like if they've used our API yeah. before there's a level of like technical understanding there course it doesn't mean they can write but like if they've raised their hand and said they can write then i don't know so we'll see how it goes yeah that's Um, cool though i like that idea too that's a great idea i mean and of course we have you know tens of thousands of users to draw from right which is not a luxury that you had so we're kind of taking two very different approaches to content production here yeah yeah that's cool though i think i mean that sounds like a great way to go about it yeah, I mean, one fear I have is, like, if people ask us, like, for further details on how to do something and we're like, uh, yeah, we don't actually use Supabase, so I'm not quite, <laughs> I'm like, not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I guess that's, but that's, like, a future, that's a problem for, for, for future Mich- Michelle and Matias, not right now. So. Yeah. But actually something else for your, like, January goals that you talked about, like, you said you have really small goals, but I feel like so- you're... I feel like you're kind of underselling that because like your one like your top goal was launch a free plan on Heroku. <laughs> and I'm just going to read this. I went to do this the other night and realized I write wrote all the code 3 months ago. I do this a lot, get 95% of the way done and then have to shift my focus to something else. So this should theoretically be a very small step. Also a friendly reminder to myself that I get something 95% done, I should finish it. I'm usually working at night and I'm tired when I finish. So I think, great, I'll do a final review in the morning. But of course, the morning comes and my day job takes precedence and the context gets lost. Yes. Which I think is like so, yeah, so common. Like I remember how that happening with us when we were working. Like as a side project, you're just constantly pulled over to other things. But like, but like first I want to say that that's not like maybe, okay, so maybe it's a small thing thing work-wise because you only have five percent left in it but like value-wise like I think you're underselling the amount of value that could create for the business and only thinking about it in terms of the time that you'll like like that feels very Ah, asymmetrical in terms of the amount of time left on it versus the amount of value it will create for the business 
Yeah. You're right. I didn't. I didn't like it's not it a small way. thing. It's not a small thing. So, no, it's not a small thing at all. I think, you know, Corey and Chris, um, friends of ours, have a podcast called Default Alive. And they were talking about something Corey, who is a marketing guy who is on this podcast, talks about is he was talking about like sometimes you just need more people at the top of the funnel. Right. He was like, he works with a lot of people who want to optimize for what they already have. And that's great. You should optimize your articles or whatever. But he was also like, sometimes you just need more. Like you need more top of the funnel, which I didn't even know what that meant before. But now that means for people who are new, people like who are trying my product. And so you're right. I did not think about it that way until you bring it up. It's theoretically a small push from a technical perspective, but it could be really big from a value perspective. Yeah. I still think, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, just like thinking about your exhaustion, like if you've got something to do that's like a small lift work-wise, but like a huge value to the business, like that's like, that's a great thing to get done because that could really give you just, you know, it's not going to solve all the worries in your life, but like a little bit of a boost, you know, helps. Yeah. What I'd really like to do, um is do a like, and I'm not going to do it yet because I want to do one experiment at a time. But I really, I mean, if you look at the way, you know, Nick was on from Bonsai, like if you look at Bonsai's pricing or Paper Trail's pricing or Sentry's pricing or any of these Heroku add-ons, they have all of these tiers. So usually it's a free tier. Then it's like a $12 tier. Then it's like a $25 tier. So I start at 35. So I think eventually my goal would be free tier, like $18 tier before, like a a tier in between, between free and 35. Um, That's a lot that I'm not definitely not going to do right now because again, that's, that's a big lift. That's a lot more. But um, I think I've, I've, um, what's the word psychologically or subconsciously been dragging my feet on the free tier a little bit because I'm a, Afraid. I don't know if afraid is the right word. I am curious, interested to see if I suddenly am like have a deluge of requests. Like as soon as you have a free tier, you're going to get all kinds of feature requests and this request. And it's hard to filter those in terms of who would actually pay for this and who wouldn't. I mean, we have tens of thousands of free users and we don't feel. Wow. You do? Tens of thousands? Yeah. We have a lot of users calling. I forget. And I a mean, lot it's because you're customers too. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny, wasn't it? <laughs> Someone once said something about your business on another podcast and they were like, oh yeah, they probably do 10 to 20K a month. And you were like, uh, not exactly. And, and we were like, oh, I guess we've been like <laughs> Unders- really good about not being like, you know, ostentatious, but also that's wildly inaccurate. <laughs> so maybe we should like, that's like around the time I was like, okay, I guess in the book I actually have to like I have to say something so that people know it's like, well, you know, it's I like kind of clout, know what I'm right? talking about, like <laughs> maybe. Oh um, man, yeah. I think yeah. honestly, I don't know why I haven't launched the free tier. I have no excuse. The code is literally done. I need to take two hours. The thing is, like, I wrote my own email sequence, and it's all it's so it's like <laughs> it's like I'm laughing because it's a little ridiculous, but. So if you are on a free tier and you have really low storage, like 20 megs, for most people, 20 megs is going to be like five to six images. Like it's not a lot. So I wrote my own email sequence, which is like, oh, if you've hit, 
what did I do? 10% or no, I think I did like, if you've hit 50% of your storage, send an email. If you hit 70% of your storage, send an email. If you hit 90%, but if I've emailed you in the last three days, don't send another email or something. So I, I came up in my head with no no external influences, so it's probably a little ridiculous, of this email sequence, how frequently I'm going to email you as you approach your storage limit. I think I did 50, 70, 90, but if you hit 50% and then you hit 70% and it's within a day, I don't send you another email because that's annoying, but if you hit 90%, I always send you an email. Something like that? Anyway, I did something like that, and so I have to like check that I'm not extraneously sending people emails, and I have some specs around it, like some automated testing around it, but I want to walk through it a few times to make sure it's not ridiculous. Would it make it easier for you to just send people an email when they hit 90? So then when they get the email, it's urgent. Ooh. Michelle, why didn't you say that three months ago? I'm sorry. <laughs> I only said that because so we have we so we have our unlimited plan, right? Which is like our not rate limited plan where people get they they basically get their own dedicated server. We're like a weird SaaS where we have this dedicated plan, wow. um, and um, and then people, but like if people, so people could process like five million lookups a day on a single okay. instance. But then, and so we added this dashboard like last like a year ago now, yeah, where they can see the like instance health. And then if they get to 90% capacity, it sends them an email that's like, hey, like, you're in danger of overloading your instance. Like, consider adding an additional instance. Um, so if they and it overload only their fires instance, at 90. If they overload their instance, do you automatically upgrade them? Or do they just host? No. And they're so- no. So they're then, just, they, then they-, they just slow themselves down. So. so you just, like, rate limit the API? No, no, it's just that they they just start overloading their server, basically. So then their app won't work. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it's this sort is of a like, I've... don't accidentally DDoS yourself. You know, right, either so this... cool it or add resources this in is something more I've professional been... language. <laughs> more professional. So this is what I've been trying to figure out. Okay, so yeah. talking to customers, one of the things people really like about my service versus an AWS is, as you know... AWS just automatically charges you more. Like your your app never goes down. They just roll you, you know, if you uh, hit, you know, they don't really have limits. I mean, there's ways you can set limits, but the default is we're not limiting anything, but we're going to charge you more, which is why people get surprise AWS bills. Yeah. <laughs> Two people have told me that what they like about my service is they will never have a surprise bill. Mm. But the problem is... I want to give them ample time to upgrade if they need to, because if they go over their limit, like their user cannot upload files. Like I, sh- I mean, you know, I, I have a little grace period, but so I'm just, I, well, I guess the reason I was doing all those emails was so they would be like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm at 50%. I should put this in the back of my mind. Oh, 70%. Okay. Because if they hit a hundred percent, um, they won't be able to upload any more files. And maybe they're that's- always hitting 50. It's not like it's never going to feel useless. like an action yeah. item for them. And then if they hit 90 and then it's like, okay, I need to do something about that. And then they don't do something about it. And then their user can't upload files. Then that is it. a, that, that is, a, what, what do they call it? Like, I forget the word for it, but it's basically, it's a oh, scream test, right? Like if then their user reaches out to <sighs> never them. Never heard that. 
Oh yeah, a so screen test? Yeah, people I've use screen tests in the context of like, you know, if somebody's like not paying you, for example, then you just like shut off their API access like as a screen yeah. test to see if like they're <laughs> paying attention. Okay, I love yeah. it. Anyway. Um Yes. So right, so it's a screen test. So like test so then it's so if their customer reaches out and says, "Hey, like your thing isn't working," then they'll be like, "Oh, shoot, like I need to like go upgrade that plan and I just got that email saying we are at 90%. Okay, let me go do that." Like to me, like if they're regularly using, you know, I don't know, five out of the 10, for example, let's say they're they're regularly using 10 out of the 20 megs that they get or whatever the numbers are. And right. that's just how much they regularly, they regularly use the same amount that happens to be 50%. Like they're going to get this email all that's the time and it's just going to yeah. be noise. And like, we like... I mean, we all – I feel like we all get way too many too alerts many emails. and notifications and, like, you know, just, like, pings from, like, all the various monitoring services and stuff to the point where, like, it's – there's, like, a lot of fatigue that goes on with what's actually important. And I, no, I would I love this. err like, on the side of only sending an alert yeah. if it's, like, actually important. 90%. Okay. No, this is really great. I spent – you know, I mean, of course, there's a sunk cost fallacy. Like, I mean, if they don't pay you, like, you know, email the shit out of them. But like, yeah, for this, like, <laughs> no, this is great because you're at, you're right. There's a lot of noise. Yeah, and I had, I like I said, I built this whole sequence, which is ridiculous. I'm like, oh, they've got and an email in two days. It and like, yeah, well, that's why I haven't launched yeah. a free plan because I was like, I need to walk through is this. this like, email was holding you up. Yeah, <laughs> this is what's holding me up. <laughs> You've saved oh, the day, Michelle. God. <laughs> Like this is literally the only thing. Everything else. Oh is my ready god! To go. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is like the most wow value call ever. I think. <laughs> yeah, kill the emails, and then if people kill are them. like, "Hey, I would like a heads up in advance," like that's a problem for future calling. Future calling yeah. can build a feature to send out an email at fifty percent, but I that is not a like table stakes feature. I think. Yes. Yeah. This is literally everything else is ready to go. This is so good. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm feeling so energized now. Just go comment it out and then deploy. Well, I mean, test. Deploy, you know, deploy. Stuff, yeah. Oh my goodness. I love it. That's the code you have to write is some comments out. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, wow. This is, I feel like I'm winning. Well, today. I mean, this is a high note. So I feel like this we just have to end here lest we, I feel like we started out today like really low and now we're ending like really high. I know, right? So good. <laughs> Uh, running a small sass is a roller coaster, man. Oh, isn't it? All right. Well, okay. Let's do talk it. Talk to you next week. Let's <laughs> like, uh, hopefully the next time I talk to you, it's going to be like out and good. And yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Yep. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of software social. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Please reach out to us on the internet. We'd love to hear what you think. You can tweet at us. You don't have to stalk us and find us on Telegram. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA. Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, 
Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Worksighted, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabel developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.